Dropbit Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another amazingly awesome and fantastically amazing, you like that? I went full circle, um, episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. This is episode 109. So it's me, Lucas, BQ410, and my bro, Matt Asmareth. How's it going? Yeah, doing it. We, uh, we're recording here... Um, you know, on the day, I suppose, that the Scorpio specs got released. Yeah, um, well, they were released at 11pm last night, our time, but we'll split the difference. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of on the cusp of it, you know, about as close to as... We're edging it. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to bring this information to you a little later than everyone else that actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's how we do this. Anyway, um... And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about some games and stuff. Um, we've been playing a few. So well, I guess we'll just kick straight into it. What yeah. do you reckon? Sounds good to me. Um, yeah. So what do you want to talk about first, then? Let's get this Xbox Scorpio stuff out of the way, because there wasn't... Yeah. Like, there was uh, information, I suppose, of what's going to be there, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. And, like, if we leave this until later in the podcast, it just means it's even later that people get to hear about it. Well, exactly, and people don't want to wait for news. Yeah, exactly. So, um, basically, they came... They had, like, an exclusive deal with uh, Digital Foundry and Eurogamer, I think, to release a fuck-ton of information. I'm pretty sure that's how it's all come out. So there's all videos and stuff like that. And there won't be really... Like the next thing that's going to come out is going to be at E3 in June. Yeah. So So basically, all they've released, they've revealed quite a lot actually of the console specs, like to a pretty deep level on the operation of the system from a technical standpoint, and what they what their tech demo shows that it's capable of and whatnot. Of course, it remains to be seen what it's capable of when it's actually out. Yeah. But, and it um, does strike me a bit strange that, you know, we've only just, or, you know, in, in regards to the life of the current gens, mm. had the second console from Microsoft brought out. Yeah. And, you know, that being the S. And then we had the PS Pro for PS4. Yeah. Um, or PS4 Pro. Yeah. So, Which was the most powerful console available at the time of launch until the Scorpio comes out. Yeah, so it's kind of going tit for tat, really. But Microsoft um, yeah. did jump in with um, their own chip this time. Mm. You know, it's, uh, what was it, the Jaguar and uh, the specs around the Jaguar, which were used in the the original Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And PS4 Pro, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, now I guess Microsoft's decided to f- flip it up a little bit and try and create their own. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a 2.3 gigahertz eight core AMD custom Scorpio engines G- uh, CPU. Yeah, with the X86. Yeah, so um, it does add a fair bit of power, really. Yeah, well, across all their stats, I mean, I don't think we should necessarily go into all of them, but basically, it's kind of effectively almost like a double. Like a straight double of power mm. compared to the Xbox One S. Um, it's going to have your 4K um, optical disk drive and all that kind of stuff. It's got 12 gigabytes of GDR, GDDR5 RAM, which is the RAM which the PS4 used, although the PS4 only had 8 gig. Um, after the Xbox One and One S had the fucking DDR3 yeah. for, like, no apparent reason. No. But... um. There's a lot of speculation about what their intentions are with it, and um, obviously their Xbox Play Anywhere scheme, where you can buy a game on PC or on Xbox and play it on both, seems like a pretty big um, component of it because they've, from what I've been reading, they're trying to push more and more back into PC games 
with yeah. um, Xbox on Windows or Windows Gaming mm-hmm. or whatever you call it. Which still pisses me off because you can buy a digital game, like a, an Xbox exclusive, for instance, but you have to buy it digitally to be able to play it on the PC. Yeah. And vice versa. Um, but with Forza, for instance, um, yeah, the recent Forza 3 that was... Um, Ford, Forza, Forza Horizon 3. Yeah, that... Um, was locked in frames per second on the Xbox. Uh, on the PC, you got it in 60. On the Xbox, you got it in 30. Yeah. So if you were playing it on both, kind of seems like a no-brainer which one you'd want to play it on because yeah. of the smoothness of it, if you could, of course. I don't really understand why you'd want to do it because generally your computer is in the same fucking building as your Xbox. So it comes down to do you want to sit in front of your... Uh, sit at your desk or on your couch? Yeah. Yeah. But effectively, you could just plug your computer into your TV. Yeah, very true. Um, I guess the other thing as well is compatibility with steering wheels and things like that could make a big difference. Yeah, but again, if you've got a good steering wheel for your computer, mm. it, you, you're not going to buy it for your fucking Xbox or you're not even going to play it on your Xbox yeah. because why would you play it not with a steering wheel if you have one? Exactly. And the option. Yeah, and a lot of the games that are exclusive Xbox or you know, exclusive Microsoft games... Um, you wouldn't really use a keyboard and mouse for because they're specifically designed in a lot of ways yeah. to use a controller. Yeah, so you plug in an Xbox controller into your computer anyway. Yeah, so the so, only difference is going to be that little bit of a frame rate difference. Yeah, and I think really it's just so they can say this is a thing we do. Yeah. Um, and that kind of annoyed me, like I was going to say, is, uh, you know, trying to like i wanted to buy uh forza horizon 3 but if you buy it like as a as a disc you can't play it on both which i wanted to be able to do just to to be able just to compare yeah which meant i couldn't just go to the store and buy it for 69 bucks or whatever it was you have to pay the one 130 or 100 bucks or whatever it is exactly minimum yeah 100 bucks and yeah as we all know, well, everyone in Australia knows, um, Xbox don't often have their exclusive games on sale. Yeah. So, you know, you can jag it sometimes, but you're kind of screwed. Yeah. You, you have to pay full price for it if you wanted to do that. So a little bit frustrating, a little bit annoying. But anyway, we're getting off topic. It kind of comes across as a... Just a program that where you can they can just put it on a fucking bullet point list of things that they do. Yeah, I think the bigger thing across all the Xbox platforms is backwards compatibility. Yeah, um, I know I've said in the past like who gives a shit, and I still kind of think who gives a shit. And at this point, where we're looking at like I think the numbers are PS4 is sold fifty five million plus. And Xbox has 26 million or so. Yeah, at the last time they brought them out. Yeah. yeah. The numbers are so far blown out um, that you're not necessarily going to go, oh, that one has backwards compatibility. I'll go with that. Like, mm. there's other factors. Yeah. So when I look at the Scorpio stats that they've put out, I kind of think, like, yeah, it's cool that you've got a, ga- a system that's a much more powerful. And for a salesman... It would be handy to be able to go, you're buying a 4K TV, why not Mm. buy the Xbox Scorpio, which can fully... Yeah, support it. ...will use all the power of your new TV rather Mm. than buying a PS4 Pro, which can also, but it's upscaling, it's not native. Kind of probably avoid saying that because then the customer's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Upscaling? So you're saying they can both play 4K. Yes, but the Xbox is slightly better in reasons and ways. Oh, okay, but they can both do it. Yeah, and then they and then they go. So, but all my friends have playstations because twice as many people have playstations. So. But you'll have a better one because yeah. you'll get the Xbox. But if you have three sixty games, you can play them. And then they go. But I'm buying a new console. Why do yeah. I want to play old games? <laughs> well, I guess with that said, I jumped on EA Access the other day, and they very recent on the Xbox, and they very recently added the. Um, Xbox 360's uh, Skate 3 
Oh, and that's a fucking awesome game. Yeah, it is. It's one of the standouts yeah. from the Xbox 360 to me. I heard and him say, EA said, they're not looking at making a sequel to that. Hmm. And I sure fucking hope that they're just like, it's one of those things where they go, nah, we're not even looking at that. And then at E3, they'll yeah. drop a fucking bomb. Yeah. Because Skate 3, what a great franchise. Oh, just amazing. Just across all of them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you look at the fact that... Uh, you know, Activision tried to bring out Tony Hawk 5 or whatever it was and there was so much hype over that game and so many people looking forward to playing another skating game on the current gen consoles and it was a fucking pile of dog shit yeah everybody just bagged it and it was on sale within two weeks which is a really big sign of the times you know like there are so many games coming out nowadays that things do go on sale pretty quickly. But. Yeah, especially one. Well, you kind of need to be a standout game or be released at a time when there's not much else. Yeah, which yeah. would be a great head. That'd be a great segue to move on to Mass Effect. Actually, but. I just wanted to add one last thing. Um, the Scorpio, uh, like the um, Xbox Three Six, uh, the Xbox One S. Um, have left out a dedicated connect port so it looks like any kind of future of connect is fizzled then oh man yeah so they've got the hdmi in which yeah. the xbox one s has so you can use it as a it's like a, a pass through for your a, yeah. tv for your cable box or whatever. yeah whatever you want to do um but yeah no connect so if yeah Whatever their hopes were originally for the Connect, for the all-in-one system, they've obviously given up on it because yeah. it's just not happening. Mm. I but think anyway. that's a shame. Like, I think the Connect for gaming wasn't necessarily that great. I mean, it had its it had its moments, but uh, I think it had potential as a voice control and motion control way to view your media. Yeah, yeah. Um, just underutilized. And, yeah, you know, no, no distributors and manufacturers of things really utilized it so the other uh interesting thing about the scorpio is how they're kind of i guess it's still rumors about how it's going to work with vr stuff yeah because they had a sort of deal with oculus mm. which doesn't seem to be going very well or something but they've got the hololens coming yeah. which is not VR, but it's augmented reality headset. So you can like look at your wall and see things coming out of the wall and shit. You know, your standard augmented reality stuff. But also, which people for can like, do at the moment anyway, whether you know they use you know drugs or they have some <laughs> kind of an issue. Yeah, I think <laughs> more specifically, the uses of it would be not necessarily for gaming I mean it's kind of gimmicky for gaming sure mm. but the HoloLens seems to me like a great way to maybe do video calls apart from the fact that there's no camera pointing at your face unless you have a Kinect which they won't yeah. I suppose mm. but things like um, superimposing a website screen in front of you yeah that could be interesting and then you can wave your hand to sort of move around on it some fucking minority report shit yeah that'd be cool that's I think the way that it's meant to be used from what I've seen but, but we'll see what it's happens. pretty interesting mm. um, but yeah we'll see what happens with that the, ma- the reason that popped into my head was talking about the Kinect the PlayStation 4 had its camera which is has been given a second life basically for the VR because it's required for PSVR yeah so yeah, I think VR stuff's pretty interesting. Actually, that's an even better segue because I've one game that I just quickly want to talk about. Obviously, we'll have more information about Scorpio as it comes to pass, most likely in two months' time after E3. Um, but, yeah, I guess final thoughts on Scorpio. It's pretty powerful. Very. Yeah, it's um, closer to the high end. Yeah. So. I'm not sure how that will market well depending on price depending on the price yeah but also just because like I don't know I'm not sure about the numbers on market share of 4K TVs I think it's still fairly low I think it's going up yeah, but it I think it's still up, pretty yeah. low yeah because I mean that tech's being utilised at 
in even cheap TVs now. Mm. You know, I saw um, JB Hi-Fi's brand, Sonic. Um, they advertised today in an email that they are now selling, it was uh, either 55 or 65-inch Sonic brand 4K TV for like under 500 bucks, I think it was. So, you know, it's becoming fairly mainstream yeah. to you know, anybody who's buying a TV now you'd actually probably find it difficult to get a TV without 4K. But that is not to say it's got HDR. Yeah. So, you know, there's 4K and HDR are obviously two different things at this point still. Yeah. So, anyway. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I still think... I don't know, because they're, <clears throat> they're splintering their user base. Yeah. Because if you bring out an exclusive game, I know... PlayStation has developers doing higher-end versions for PS4 Pro, Mm -hmm. so presumably you could do that with Scorpio as well. But how are they going to convince developers to do that? The PS4 kind of has a bit of power behind it by having that extra market share. Yeah, that's right. So, But then again, I don't know, we'll see. But those are the kind of questions that I think need to be asked or need to be answered anyway by Microsoft mm. coming up to the E3 and then in the future towards the launch of the Scorpio. And I'm sure that's going to be a big position they'll take because you know, it's a huge questions that everybody's yeah. got. Like are you so. going to bring out an exclusive game that plays at 4K, 60 frames per second natively and then less on the older systems or are they mm. going to be Scorpio exclusives? Yeah. Which would be kind of silly in my eyes. Yeah. You know, to, to kind of punish people that haven't upgraded at the time and then to go like well what's the point of buying a Scorpio if I already own an Xbox One S or a PS4 Pro I can already play 4K games upscaled or native I don't think they are native no 60 frames no they're not but you can play upscaled 4K and it looks great and it's HDR already which is the main from what I've heard the HDR is the main factor not 4K yeah it gets your colours right yeah yeah so, anyway, um, the Segway VR, I've been playing a game called Fated, which is a new PlayStation VR game. And by been playing, I mean I installed it yesterday and I played 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes today. Um, and boy, oh boy, it is pretty average. Wow. <laughs> I played it for like 15 minutes and then started to feel a bit unwell. So I was like, I'll just take it off. So basically, Faded is a... It's kind of... Seems like an interactive story, right? So it's like a three... Obviously, a 3D world. You play a character in it with other people talking at you and you are mute. So you communicate by nodding your head, shaking your head, waving your hands around, shit like that. I think there's weapons and stuff. I didn't get that far into it. But... Um... It's pretty cheap, and there's a reason. <laughs> it's pretty low quality, I suppose. Um, okay. I don't want to beat up on them too much because I think they're probably a small developer, and the more people making VR games, the better. But the beginning of the game, you are your character is laying in a cart, basically dead, and this kind of apparition, ghostly apparition, says to you, I'll bring you back to life with no voice if you protect this girl because she's important for destiny and shit. And at the same time, your wife character is sitting in the back of the cart as well because it's a horse and cart. It's like Viking times or something. And she's like shaking you being like, wake or not shaking you. She's just like talking at you going, wake up, please don't be dead, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, well, this is weird. So I'm looking around and she's still going like, do something, make me feel like you're alive. And I'm like looking around, turning my head. And then I look down, I can see my body like from the point of view of looking down. Yeah. Right. And I go, oh yeah. So I, I, I think I stood up to get something. And as I stood up, I, my head, my, my vision moved as though I was standing up, but I looked down and the body was still laying in the cart oh, wow. with no head, oh. just a neck. with a stub and I was like whoa that's weird so then I sat back down and I wonder he's dead yeah he's got no fucking (laughs) head (laughs) then I leaned forward into the woman because I was like 
well, I can get real close to her. And then I clipped through her face Ooh. and I was looking at just this hollow interior of her body and you could see her mouth with teeth and a tongue Ugh. and her boots at the bottom of this hollow body. Wow. I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, wait yeah. a minute. They're still all talking, all these characters. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Lean down, put my head through the bottom of the cart and I can see the cartwheels turning and the ground passing beneath me. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's weird. That is. So then we got to this this like campsite or something and the horse and cart were there and we we're all standing around a campfire. And I could just walk around freely while they were all talking. Oh. So I just walked over to the horse and put my head in his head as well. <laughs> I could see horse teeth and shit. <laughs> it was fucking no, weird. You started feeling sick. Yeah. So then I was like, oh man, I don't feel too comfortable. I started walking around. And the thing is, the way that it controls, you use your left stick to walk, but it walks really slow, which I assume is a way for them to counter nausea okay. from you sitting but moving. Yeah. Um, but you can, when you move the right stick, left or right, it turns, it just clicks the whole view to it, like maybe 45 degrees to whichever oh, direction. Wow. Okay. So because it walks so slow and you can only look around by turning your head, yeah. like whatever, 130 degrees or whatever your range of movement of your head is. So if you want to look at something behind you, you can tap the right stick and a couple around. of times and yeah. turn around and then just walk forward again. Yeah. Um, which is nice to be able to see things, but it's fucking off-putting. Like, if yeah. you're walking and you flick and your whole vision turns, it's like it does yeah, things to your brain. a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I'll uh, give that more of a go, but I don't know how much more of a go. I don't think it's very long. That's probably why it's cheap as well, because it is just a story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much interactivity there is with um, fighting and whatnot. Mm. Those are in, that's information that would be great for a review. Yeah. But I didn't get that far yeah. into it. So, and then I felt sick for like three hours after. I don't know if <laughs> cool. it was from that or if it was from the like the three week old pizza on the bench. Uh, I had like some lamb korma in the oh, fridge, oh, there you go. but I had no rice. Yeah. So I made a fucking toasted sandwich yeah, with lamb yeah, korma. Nice. So good, man. Yeah. It was delicious. That's a but, good call. But then I couldn't, I didn't know if it was the VR or the lamb korma yeah. that was making me Lucky feel you sick. you didn't have it at the same time and then stick your head inside yeah, your that wife would, that and the horse. Yeah. You'd have been fucked lamb korma in that horse's oh, head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah coming <laughs> so, out of his teeth. So that's um, fated. Uh, speaking of games which I've played recently and not played a lot of as well, yeah. um, Troll and I. Uh, that looked which, pretty decent. Yeah, it was released not long ago, a couple of weeks now, um, and I was lucky enough to receive a, a code for it. So um, I've got to tell you, the game itself has potential. You know, a lot of potential for what it actually could have achieved. I think that's an indie it, developer, that game. Yeah, if it was a big budget game, um, it would have been a lot better. Um, and it, it has the feeling of being a indie kind of low budget game. Yeah. Um, and they did a great job of it. They really did. It, the basically the, the premise of, of the story goes that uh, you know you're this young boy. Um, at the start of the game, you know, you're chatting with your mum about having to go hunting and find some food. Um, you go off into the bush or into the wilderness in like Scandinavia kind of thing, um, and yeah, you, you go off and you shoot some boar to bring back and. Um, is you that get on boring the, or um, is that what they call that? No, I think it's just hunting boar. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the. It sounds a lot like it's boring. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might have to Google that shit. What is boring? <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, you go off and you, you you're boring, and then um, you hear this massive explosion, and you run back and. Um, there's these guys that are trying to hunt what they believe is the Yeti. Um, and you go back and they've blown up your, you know, little village and, you know, your, your mum's stuck in there, like trees burning, falling down and you're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, then from there you run away. Your mum tells you to run because all these trees are falling and there's all this bad shit happening. So you start running the camera is very frustrating 
yeah. um, straight away, right at the very start. That's um, shit. And running away, you've got to you know run through paths. You've got to you know click X to jump over tree branches. Um, you know standard kind of shit. But then there's a part where you're for like going down a kind of slide type thing, which is you know in, in this little crevice. And you've got to Glass. use your yeah those um, and you've got to use your your left stick to move between boulders and all that kind of stuff, and it just gets a little bit frustrating. Like the way there seems to be a bit of a lag from the controller to the actual game, which is fucking annoying. Yeah, with, with you know little things like that. Um, but anyway, you get to this point, and then you notice that whatever has happened with the explosion has opened up these kind of portals and out of the ground starts jumping all these freaky monsters. And, it's um, fucking bizarre. Yeah, and then you are kind of in this section where these this portal opens and these you know beasts are kind of coming out and they're like, you know, scary kind of trolls and orcs and shit like that. Um, and anyway out jumps this massive troll that's like fucking 10 times, 15 times your size. Yeah. And he comes to your rescue and protects you and kills these bad, you know, little things. Doesn't sound like um, any trolls either, man. No, no, same. They yeah. usually just call people like... And, <laughs> yeah, bad words. <laughs> and uh, hang around under bridges. Yeah, and they just yeah. stir you up. Yeah, they're not very nice peoples. Um, and... Then uh, anyway, yeah, you befriend this troll and start you know working together. So for the rest of the time I played, which was probably a couple of hours, I guess, um, yeah, you flick between the troll and your character, and you help each other out with doing different things. There's different things to collect that uh, you know progress you through the the story as well, like. You can mine these gems, which you can then use as like explosive tips on your arrows and stuff to open up, uh, you know, other sections and yeah. blow away boulders. And so all that it's kind like, of stuff. Um, and when, whenever you find one of these portals that's opened up in the ground, you've got to switch to the troll. Um, there'll be like a, a you know, section of a rock face that's fallen down or something. You go over to it and you pick up a boulder and you throw it at the the portal or above the portal on the rock wall and rocks fall down and, and seal that. Right. So you continue on, you know, just solving puzzles and, you know, getting to the next kind of would you, sections. Would you say it's a decent enough game apart from camera issues or? Um, the, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of okay. The, the, um, the. Are the puzzles challenging at all? No. Pretty no, basic. It's, it's fairly basic stuff. It's like... Is it um, more kind of trying to tell a narrative Yeah. about the friendship of the troll yeah, and the is. human? Yeah. Because that would give away... That would be given away by the name Troll and I. Yeah. Reminds yeah. you of Popeye and Yo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of weird, like the way it... Um, you know, like the, the... I think it's like late 18th... 1850s 1860s kind of deal Um, but there's like it must be later than that because there's you know a plane wreck in one section where yeah the troll can pick up a section of wing and hold it up so you can get between different like ledges and things like that so you sounds pretty interesting yeah I mean the, the way it was made it certainly has a hell of a lot of potential it really does um, but like I said, it, it lacks a lot of polish. Um, you know, like the camera angles, for instance, is a major issue. Yeah. And obviously when you're the troll, it's a, uh, third person view of both characters, but it doesn't get bigger. For instance, like your field of vision doesn't get bigger when you're the troll. So the troll takes up a fucking quarter to a third of the screen whenever you're the troll yeah that's annoying um, yeah which is really frustrating because it's a bit weird you can you can use your little character with arrows to kill these you know little trolls and, and orcs and goblins or whatever that are coming out of these little uh, portals but when you're the ogre 
or whatever it is, you can troll. Troll. It's in the name. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you can stand on them and you kind of get like a, a purpley, like spirit orb type thing that comes out of them when they die. But because the camera is so difficult to utilize in the gameplay, you end up just stomping on the ground constantly and missing more often than you're standing on them. Um, which is a little bit frustrating, but anyway, you know, it, it seems like a good fun game, um, for a bit of a difference, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's probably worth having a bit of a go at it. Um, hopefully they'll patch some of those issues. Yeah. I hope there's you know, a little bit of attention given to some of those things. You know, it's certainly not something that I would suggest you rush out and, and grab straight away. Um, Maybe bargain bin that bad yeah. boy. Yeah, when it's on special, grab it if you can. Um, if you're interested but, in in it, a good story, I suppose. Yeah, the the uh, character voicing is pretty dodgy. Um, you know, the kid sounds fucking bizarre half the time, um, which detracts from being able to really engross yourself in the story. So, mm. yeah, it does have its issues. But uh, if if you enjoy indie games, then you know, you'll see a lot of potential in something like this, so it might be worth checking out. But anyway. Sweet. So that's that one. Um, just quickly before we get on to the obvious uh, big release of the month, um, there was a new character added to Overwatch, um, Orissa. Orissa? Yeah, it's another tank that was added. Um, and she has some pretty cool abilities and some actually a fairly decent addition to the game so if you have been playing or you 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 know just started playing uh, overwatch it is still by far my most played game I'm, it's on sale at the moment it on is the playstation store first i think it's like 60 or 70 bucks still yeah but compared to 100 that's a fucking bargain it is and it, it is a fucking brilliant game it is one of the best games i've played in a long long time um, stability nice. wise you know those types of things is just so well made yeah and you know, Blizzard. Blizzard Blizzard are constantly updating it and making sure that all characters work well um, and I've sunk fuck 300 hours into it probably at this stage Easy. and I'm still enjoying every moment of it like yeah. it does get frustrating because you you get teamed up with some you know knobs but um you know, if you if you utilize the teamwork and choose your characters wisely as a team, yeah, then you can be a force to be reckoned with as a team. So certainly that's what you want. Option, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of shooters, we got two more things to talk about before we go into Mass Effect. Um, one, speaking of things that are three, you put three hundred hours into. Destiny Two has mm. a release date. Apparently, I put 720 hours into Destiny 2. That doesn't sound Destiny right. Destiny 1. That doesn't sound right. I Thanks think. to PlayStation. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Destiny 2 got a uh, got a trailer Yeah. and a release date. And there's going to be a beta as well, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. It looks a lot like it's going to be um, set around the tower where like the home base in Destiny 1 yeah. it looks like it's going to be a battle in that city at the bottom of the tower cool so that's just what I reckon from watching Seems the trailer like it, yeah, yeah. Um, there is it's coming out 8th of September so we've still got 6 months-ish yeah it's not too long away though um, and like obviously we're likely to see more of it at E3 um, I kind of think I'm going to get it Destiny 1 was really fun. It was. And it lasted. It didn't seem like it lasted because we were done with it after a little while. But, but we, still we played fucking for played a lot of it. Yeah. It would have been two months, I reckon, yeah. we played that game so, pretty solidly. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth giving Destiny 2 a fair crack as well yeah. because we obviously enjoyed the first one. And obviously, we're not going to go back to the first one. We don't like... And I don't think we bothered with... I didn't get the last like Neither three upgrades, yeah. expansions. The last two I didn't get. Yeah. Mm. So that's only because there's new games. I That's a weird... I think that's maybe a conversation for another day, maybe. Like DLC. 
the mentality around buying DLC because I don't generally buy a lot of it. I played both the Witcher 3 DLCs and I've got the premium pass on Battlefield 1, which is the other shooter I want to talk about, the new DLC, Thou Shalt Not Pass or something like that. Yeah. Uh, brings in a bunch of maps and weapons and stuff and the French army wearing their okay. blue fucking blouses and shit. <laughs> their blue little uniforms. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. The maps are fucking excellent. One of them's in a fort, so it's all inside cool. this fort rather yeah. than being out on an open field. Yeah, that's a good idea. And there's a new mode called Frontlines, which is basically, it's like a tug of war with a mixture of Rush and Conquest. So right. Conquest is the one where you have multiple points where you've got to capture and hold. <clears throat> and yeah. Rush is the one where you've got to blow up two objectives. Once you've blown them up, you move to the next two in another area, okay. like moving forward, right? Yeah. So Frontlines is basically, imagine a line with five dots on it and one team starts at one end of the line one starts at the other and you have even control of all of them are two each yeah and the middle one is contested right Mm -hmm. so the middle three dots are all conquest points yep you've got to capture the middle one and when it's captured it unlocks the next one along for you to push forward and the defenders obviously have to drop back Mm -hmm. but once the defenders kill enough of your guys before you capture the next thing, you can well you can capture back yeah. the other one. The yeah. defenders can capture it back. So it's a tug of war and goes on indefinitely if it keeps swapping and changing. Yeah. Right. Once you get to the final dot, the enemy has to defend. It has two objectives to explode, like rush. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, again, idea. tickets where if. The defenders kill enough of you, it unlocks that conquest point so they can push back against you. It's super fun. Mm. But if you're not playing in a team, who know what the fuck they're doing or who played like so we played where we had I think it was two or three squads versus two or three squads. Yeah. And the other team was just all working together. Yeah. And we had a squad of people on a microphone on mics that was part my group. Yeah. And we were trying to play the objective. There was an entire squad of fucking people sniping oh. outside of the conquest points. Yeah, it doesn't so, work. Like yeah. you cannot capture when there's exactly. fifteen of them against five or seven or eight of you exactly. while five dudes are just sitting trying to get kills. Yeah. So if you've got people in your team fighting the playing the objective, front lines was fucking sick. But yeah. um yeah, new maps are always good. But in terms in terms of DLC, I don't generally buy it. No, neither. And do even I. when I do, I don't generally play it. To be honest, I yeah. got the Assassin's Creed Syndicate Collector's Edition that had the season pass. Yep, cost me like two hundred bucks for the game and a statue and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And the DLC came out. I never even went back to it. Yeah. Because I just don't have time when there's other games. Well, that's very and, true. But for Destiny Two. I'll definitely give it a crack because it's a new game. Mm. It's not just an expansion. It's a whole new game. And hopefully it addresses the issues that people had with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. I mean, keeping on that uh, you know, that kind of DLC and new games type concept as well, I recently picked up um, Skyrim, the yep. you know, legendary or whatever it is, the new... Um, the remastered version. The remastered version, yeah. And... Uh, it was kind of weird because I've wanted to play it ever since it came out. You never played and, Skyrim? Uh, I did. I, I sunk a, a fair few hours into it. Yeah. I can't remember off I the top of my head, it. but I didn't finish the game. Yeah. Know, I, I kept getting you know, side, side-tracked, side yeah. and I'd be off and doing all other kind of yeah. shit. It has um, um, procedurally generated side quests, so you can yeah. effectively play it forever. That's Doing right. the same yeah. fetch quests over and over and over. Yeah, and exactly. And... I also remember the very first time I played it, I, you know, escaped the dragon at the start and yeah. then went went to that first town where you meet the king. And before I even got to the town, there's like at the front gate of the town, there's this little house with seemingly no one around. Yeah. But every time you crouched, it said that you were spotted and, you know, you'd been noticed. Yeah. And I walked near the horse... And I stole the horse, which fucked the entire game for me because... <laughs> you couldn't I, go back in the town. I couldn't do anything with the town. And that's where the stories start. Yeah. Like that 
start of the game, so I was kind of fucked. So anyway, I played a few yeah. hours and then realised, oh shit, I've got to restart the game because I was fucked. But anyway, um, so I didn't make that mistake this time. But the funny thing is, I started playing it and I can't notice from my memory any difference from when I originally played oh, the game in like terms of graphics. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure there's a difference. I'm sure there yeah. has to be. If I went back and I played it on 360, yeah. I'm sure there's a difference. It's the same with all remastered games, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was a little disappointed because I kind of hoped I'd put it on and be like, wow! <laughs> well, that's but, what people were like when the first game first came out. Yeah, well, that's And I right. turned it on and I went... Yeah, it looks like every other fucking Bethesda game is shit exactly. graphics. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's some cool scenery, but the fucking people still look retarded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. So I did play a couple of hours of that, but yeah. to be honest, I spent 34 bucks on it from Target, and I don't know if I'll really... And so now I've got it on Xbox 360. I own two versions of it on the fucking play, on the PC because I got... It all the DLC, and then I got the upgraded pack as well for that, and then I got it now on the fucking uh, PlayStation Four. So yeah. I'm kind of jaded that I've spent three hundred bucks or whatever <laughs> it is on that one game, yeah. and I still am not getting that wow. Yeah, and I probably won't play it for much longer. But anyway, I got it on PS3 and I bought it digitally for about thirty five, forty bucks on PS4 yeah. and played a little bit of it, but. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is Skyrim. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But there's other games. But that's the thing about DLC. It doesn't make me want to necessarily come back to the games. Mafia 3 DLC was just released, Faster Baby. Oh, yeah. And it looks okay, and I actually wouldn't mind playing that, but mm. I'm not going to fork out 45 bucks for the season pass when yeah. I am not guaranteed to be playing it. I think the problem as well is... Shit. With DLC, and because there are so many other games that come out in between the original and then the first DLC or whatever, um, because you're not particularly playing that game in between, you lose a lot of the, you know, muscle memory of, you know, your controls. controls And, you know, for games that, you know, the DLC really expands the storyline... If you don't play it all in one go, yeah. then you've got to kind of go back to it and then remember all that shit and then you know the frustrating stuff that you went through at the start to learn all of those. Yeah. You've, you go through it again and then you're thinking, fuck, well, the DLC is only three hours long. Do I really want to spend half an hour yeah. remembering everything? And then you, know, you do forget parts of the storyline, so therefore the DLC doesn't fit properly. Um, I guess that's why I played through The Witcher 3 DLC because... I had just started playing in Witcher 3 again and yeah. I got the DLC and I was like, sweet. So I'll just play that when I finish the fucking main game. Yeah. yeah. And I just continued through it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that'd be probably a good idea. Like, I understand that they bring out the game and then they continue working on it to bring out DLC sections and stories it, yeah. Yeah, to support it. But I think it might be a better idea just you know, from my own circumstances in gaming, because there's so much else coming out to compete against the DLC, is to maybe bring it out for the full game for 60 bucks or get the season pass, spend 90 or 100 bucks on getting the season pass and then you get to play those extras as well. I feel like people would just fucking blow up deluxe about that. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, well, it's already at launch. Why didn't you include it all in the fucking main yeah, game? Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't mind the idea of continuing it for people who aren't going to sit down and smash out fucking 40 hours of a game in three weeks, you know? Yeah. Like, if your DLC is staggered enough, Mafia 3 is a bad example because, or it's a good example of bad practice, I think. Um, because, I mean, obviously the developers under. You know, they've got only got X amount of staff. Yeah. There's time. It takes time to make this stuff. And you've got patches in between and all yeah. that shit working on it. But well. Mafia 3 has been out for quite some time before the first DLC, which has just come out. A lot of people probably already fucking traded that game in. Yeah. They probably beat it and traded it in. Yeah. And those who didn't may, may be on to other stuff. Like, I've got it. 
and I'd yeah. like to play the DLC because I enjoyed the game but there's no guarantee and after waiting that long I don't know if I'll ever pick it up mm. unless like probably in a year's time it'll be on sale or whatever but um, I think but then you've, you've got to have it like competing against something else yeah, as well always. maybe have like monthly DLC for three months or something yeah I think uh, Battlefield's Battlefield, Battlefront, all those games, they tend to do a DLC pack quarterly. Yeah. Every three months, which isn't so bad, but you you still have that problem of falling away from the game, you know, and yeah. like moving on. And I mean, games like that are a bit different too because their genre is based around just shooting. Yeah. You know, and there's... Although they do expand a little bit on the storyline, you know, it's not a story. They don't tend to. Yeah. yeah. Kind of expansion. It's just yeah. different maps. And people play those games for months. Yeah. Because they are that. It's know? the same with Mortal Kombat was another one. I didn't get their second combat pack of characters, but I got the first one. Yeah. And that came out in drips and drabs. Mm. And I played all of the characters. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But you don't have to remember a storyline to be able to do that. Exactly. You just have to remember some of the buttons. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, you, can and you pick, pick those back. up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, you pick them up again yeah. pretty quick. But anyway, um, we're dragging on. We so are. we'll talk about Mass Effect. Um, Mass I've Effect heard a, Andromeda. I've heard a fair bit about it. Yeah. Um, I've tried not to read too much into a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing yeah. about it, but I have heard a lot of negativity around its design and man it fucking astounds me Bioware in particular are terrible for this yeah having people complain about shit is what they're terrible about doing Mm. because Mass Effect 3 they brought out the game people bitched and moaned and they changed the entire ending of the fucking game yeah right which I know there's a You've got to be like, okay, we want to make the game right for our consumers and we want to take their feedback on board, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there's a fucking line and you've got to draw a line. Yeah. And to be fair, I didn't play the original ending of Mass Effect 3 because by the time I got to it, by the time I reached the ending, they'd already patched it, right? So I don't know what everyone was bitching about. But I've seen people bitching about the Andromeda ending as well. I've seen them bitching about facial animations. The game is fucking massive. Yeah. There's count like a shitload of planets to go visit. They're all quite different. Mm. They are all... Um, okay, so it comes across as a little bit of a crutch with the Mass Effect game. That it, It's quite... Speaking of the crutch, um, there is a, uh, a lot of bitching... Or originally a bit of bitching. About the transgender yeah, character. Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to make that oh, quick segue as well. I don't even... You said crutch. I didn't even notice the transgender character. You meet the person real early on, yeah. and they say something in passing like, my name was Stefan, and now it's Hanley or something. Oh, okay. And that's the extent of it. I yeah. came to this galaxy, because the story is... Um, I think it's around the start of Mass Effect 1 or real early on in the trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. All these people get on a fucking ship, hibernate for 600 years, wake up in Andromeda Galaxy. So So it's not the ship that you're on. No. <laughs> it's the galaxy that you go to, right? Okay. And so obviously a lot of the dialogue that you have where you're talking to people, the conversations come across with the, the question, why did you choose to leave everything you know and love yeah which is a pretty big decision to make i was tired and i felt like sleeping for 600 years especially when like you wake up and the first thing you think is oh yeah everyone i love is dead now (laughs) and and everyone else that they had and they had and they had now i'm a grandfather yeah 15 times yeah to dead people um but they they do there is some like data pads and stuff that you pick up that have like text for you okay. to read. Yeah. And some of it says like, oh, psychological reports for people waking up out of hibernation and these are the support. You know, we have support for people oh, yeah. for depression and like, because by the way, everyone you know is dead yeah. and you'll never fucking see anyone anyway. Mm. You'll probably never go back to the Milky Way. Yeah. But this transgender character, they're like, oh yeah, I came here for a new start because reasons. Yeah. And I had that whole conversation did the side quests with him and was just like yeah that's a person yeah which I'm pretty sure is what being transgender is like you 
are no longer what you were, you are what you are. Yeah, right? that's the whole plan there. Yeah. And everyone's blown up saying that the person was too open about it by being like, hey, by the way, I'm transgender, which didn't come across as like that yeah. to me. Yeah. And like hassling Bioware about being insensitive and all this shit. Mm. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. And then just that kind of I liked, shit. I like the message that they tweeted about how they used... Like they they approached the uh, transgender groups external and internally to Bioware. Yeah. So the way it was worded, my first thought was, so there's a whole group inside of Bioware that is transgender. Just working in there, just to yeah, just could to, be. Like fair enough, but I didn't I didn't know that you know Bioware was that diverse in their hiring. I don't know. You, know, you never that, know. Yeah, it just seemed like a um, a weird well, thing that they would they would actually say, you know. I don't, not necessarily. I think they're just saying like, by the way, we are aware of the the different people out there, and we want to make our games accessible and relatable yeah. to all those people. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it has all the romances and stuff that the trilogy had as mm-hmm. well, where you can yeah. bang people and you have access to straight and homosexual relationships whatever yeah um but just more specifically the way that they it comes across to me as caving mm. to to that kind of bullshit complaining yeah and like i think that it may serve them to just fucking stand by their own creation if there's obvious problems, which, by the way, don't get me wrong, there are obvious fucking problems in Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. The facial animations were shit, but take a second to have some perspective because it has one of the most um, kind of impressive character creation modes. Like, you can make a character look however the fuck you want for your main character. Yeah. So... To do facial animations for a countless number of different types of faces takes some skill, yeah. right? And time. And, and wouldn't you rather they put that kind of graphical power and um, time and energy into making the game fun to play, which yeah. it is. Mm. Facial animations being shit and, oh, they don't convey emotion as well as I would like them to. Like, okay, that's a fair point given games where... Like um, Assassin's Creed or, you know, Uncharted. These kind of games have awesome facial animations where you can see a twitch of the eyelid and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But those games are straightforward. They're linear. They're down the line. The cinematics are all the same. You're one character. That's the other character. Exactly. Right? And they don't change. They just don't... People don't take that kind of stuff, like, into their thoughts when they Mm. start complaining. Yeah. Um... And then, but other issues are this like clipping and glitching and other standard bugs that mm. are annoying. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally patch it, fix that stuff. And they will because they're awesome. Bioware yeah. are great at doing that kind of stuff. But the whole caving to people being like, oh, this character, the way this character portrays them, like mm. talks, annoys me. Or you're insensitive by doing this or your ending sucks, remake the entire ending <laughs> yeah. of the game. It's just like... Draw a fucking line. Back yourself. Back yourself in on your game. But well, that's the thing. Like that. That's as you say. That's their creation. Yeah. You know, like having all the technical issues need to be fixed for the story to work. Yeah. Well, know, just work in an effective way. Yeah. For it to be fun to play, you don't want to fucking Have shit get stuck on rocks and shit. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. That's my right? bugbear. Yeah. Or like I shared a video to facebook today on my personal facebook of um i was just talking to a merchant or something and it had the dialogue options at the bottom yeah and the merchant was like rubber banding up and down like there was a fucking earthquake wow and then i turned the camera and my character started doing it as well oh and then i turned the camera slightly more my character stopped and the whole world started shaking (laughs) and i was like this is fucking weird yeah so this glitches like that which are bound to happen, I suppose. I mean, you'd like to see them. There's a lot of coding in the game. So yeah. Yeah, you can see the pictures um, every now and again. Yeah, man, people just complain too much and it pisses me off. 
Like, yeah. just fucking play the game and enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, take it back. Get a fucking refund. Just kill yourself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a bit far. It's Mass but, Effect, um, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so we'll talk... Just a, a quick review of the game itself, apart from all that so, sort of ranting. Because yeah. I did want to rant because... That shit pisses me off. Yeah. As you all know now that I have ranted. <laughs> um, Rant ended. So the game itself. Um, it's, is, is there any boring in it? No. Oh, it's a shame. Well, if you're one of the things, boring troll and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's not the tagline, by the way. <laughs> so it's quite impressive graphically in the universe view, so or ga- galaxy view or whatever. So when you're in your spaceship... You can look out at the like on the galaxy map to select where you want to go, which is the same as the original games. Yep, and it looks super impressive when you fly. Like you select a planet, it flies your ship with like a view. You're like it's your view, not looking out of a ship. It's like all you can see is as if you were standing at the like your rows on Titanic oh, okay. at the front of the yeah. boat. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm flying. Yeah, I'm, I can't breathe, Jack. <laughs> in space (laughs) so she yeah so it's like that view flying towards the planets and it's real impressive all the stars and shit but it's so fucking slow so they patched in that you can skip that as of yesterday which is awesome yeah so you can skip that shit you just select a planet and it starts it and it goes prompt press square to skip so you press that shit and then it cuts to the planet which looks really awesome then you go down on the planet it looks less awesome okay. because that's where the actual characters and all that shit yeah. are. But it still looks a good lot enough. More happening. Um, weird questions that I had were: We're in a whole other galaxy. Why do all the alien races walk on two legs like us? They just happen to evolve to be the exact same as us, except a slightly different skin color and body shapes and stuff. Yeah, it's God's God's design, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, where's Jabba the Hutt and shit? Yeah, like where's those where's Jar Jar? Yeah. yeah, where's these weird looking? Actually, he walked on two two legs as well. Yeah, but he yeah. was like two and a half meters tall. True. These guys are literally all the average. And he took it like this. Yeah, how <laughs> would? And they um. Now you're just doing that dude's review of the fucking scorpion. Yeah, yeah. nah, they um. Yeah, all the fucking aliens are the same height as humans, so we were like. It's fucking bizarre. And you can naturally... We naturally breathe the same air too, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so that kind of shit is weird because it seems lazy from a design point. I mean, I know they've got a story to tell, but... Yeah. When take you, some fucking pride in your designs and, and be creative. Your rant was over. Yeah. Well, this is a different rant. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of stuff that is really fucking similar to the original trilogy, like driving around you can drive around your car it's actually way better than Mass Effect 1 the cool. car yeah um, and so the, it kind of basically means that every world you visit is an open world where you can just drive around and check shit that's out that's pretty cool and do whatever you want um, but there are other things that just come across as real samey and it's not helped by the fact that all the aliens look the same yep. and you can within a pretty short amount of time everyone can understand each other because your computer has naturally learned how to translate oh, all cool. the alien languages yeah which is pretty impressive so you got a built-in c3po yeah but well literally built in because mm-hmm. the idea is that you have an implant in your head which connects to an ai computer that sounds fucked up yeah mm-hmm. so it's like always aware of wherever you are and whatever you're doing Working. which comes in not handy during romances yes because like can you really bang a blue alien when you're fully aware that there's an there's a computer watching and recording everything you do because the computer is like trying to learn human nature so which would be confusing when you're banging a blue alien because that's not human nature yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's true but your character has like the, the implant the computer can talk directly to you without anyone else hearing it generally everyone hears it everyone around you don't ask me how the fuck that works when, so you've also got a speaker yeah I guess so like you can when you're in the spaceship you can imagine that the speaker's in the spaceship yeah but when you're standing in an alien town and there's a group of people and your fucking robot computer thing talks and everyone can hear it 
And I haven't thought about this until right now. Yeah. Like, how the fuck can they all hear you? Because well, it comes up saying, like, private channel when it's talking directly into your head. Okay, yeah. But just imagine you're, like, banging someone in your head. This computer just goes, you're doing great. <laughs> this is very wrong. You're doing a great job. Fuck, fuck that blue chick. I can, I can see she's enjoying this. <laughs> Or you banging the fucking Turians who have like an exoskeleton and the computer just goes, starts like giving you directions on which yeah. plates to peel back. Wow. <laughs> Here is a blueprint. <laughs> now adjust the left dorsal fucking fin. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so it's fucking... You did overthink all this shit, didn't Only just then. That yeah. all just popped into my head yeah. just then. Bizarre. It is. Um, but yeah, so if you liked um, the Mass Effect trilogy, I reckon you'll like Andromeda because it is really similar. Would you suggest trying to play the original three before this or can you do it? Stand you don't right? have to. You yeah. don't have to. Okay. Um, it's kind of good to, but you don't need to. Yeah. Like, because people say, oh, you should play the original trilogy. But Mass Effect 1 was a tough game yeah. to play. Not in terms of challenging, in terms of standing in elevators yeah like a lot of it was drawn out it was it was the first of the games yeah so it was like and it was a very very early kind of yeah massive fucking game yeah and it was very RPG heavy as well in terms of a lot of reading yeah which most people aren't necessarily going to be into whereas Mass Effect 2 I just wait for them to make movies out of shit yeah but Mass Effect 2 was much more action RPG. Yeah. And this is also more action-y. There's yeah. still a lot of reading, which is why I say it's similar to the Mass Effect 1 as well, because mm-hmm. there is that. But it's not compulsory. So it's nice to have... It's like a mixture of both. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Um, I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of shit to do. And um, I've heard people saying, oh, there's, there's a lot of empty space and not much to do. I didn't tend to find that in my time with it. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of traveling, but you have a squad of two other people with you and they banter. Okay. So you're driving yeah. along and you're just exploring and you'll hear them talking, mm. which takes your mind off the fact that you're going X yeah. distance. Yeah. Because the distance is not that big. You're not going to be driving for a minute, 30 seconds, oh, 40 okay. seconds with nothing there. Yep. You know? And when you need to go that far, there's fast travel points all over the place. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah I haven't had a problem with finding um, stuff to do. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the best Mass Effect game or the worst. It's probably mid-range. Okay. Um, but still fun. It's still that Mass Effect universe. Yep. Um, so it definitely feels like Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. definitely it doesn't have the I mean it's got there's a place called the Nexus which is sort of your hub and it's the same as the Citadel in the oh, yeah. original trilogy so yeah. like you're flying a spaceship around from planet to planet you're mining materials you're meeting new people yeah. you're doing quests and shit you're going back to a central hub mm-hmm. um, there's multiple races for you to interact with and there's the cultural understandings of the different races that's all similarities between the original trilogy and the new game. Like, yeah. there's the central hub. There's all that kind of stuff. That's all in the first in the first three, and it's all in this one. So yeah, that's pretty good. Then, if yeah. you didn't like Mass Effect, you're probably not going to like this. If you did like Mass Effect, you may like this. If you're a whingy baby, fuck off. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'll You've probably give told. it. I'll give it three and a half out of five. I think it's got room for improvement, but not too much improvement because they should stand by their fucking creation. Yeah. Like, honestly. If <laughs> yeah, we've you, been there. If you pump two years into, two, three fucking, however many years into making a game, you've got to be passionate about it. Yeah. Right? And then you come to release day and you're like, yes. I mean, in your back of the head, your back of your head in the back of your head, you're going, oh, there's still things we could have done better, but, you know, there's reason we've got to put it out. There's deadlines. Yeah. EA are on our back. We got to get it out. And then you release it, and straight away people are like, "The fucking animations suck." They don't go, "Wow, you've created a really beautiful universe, and it's great." Mm. They say, "Facial animations don't emote enough," 
and the transgender person yeah. says that they had a different name too early. Yeah. Before you've really got to know this one character on the first planet that you'd never go back to. <laughs> I think like the argument that I read about that was that it happens very, very early on in the conversation before you've had a chance to really create any trust in your relationship with yeah. that person, which they're saying is very unrealistic in regards to how you like that kind of information would come naturally in, in our conversation. world, not yeah. in a fucking galaxy 200, 300 years in the future. You think they got that shit worked very out by possibly. now? Don't you? Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe they just think we're not as harsh you know in that time yeah compared to now because it's just a, a thing well there's no yeah. conversation about having sex with another person that's the same sex as you in the game it just happens yeah whereas these days I mean fuck gay panic's still a fucking defence in court in some fucking states in Australia they only just scrapped it in Queensland yeah where you can say oh I killed that person because I thought they were coming on to me yeah that's you can still say that in South Australia that's still in the courts. So we're not that term. fucking progressive now. Yeah. As we're not as progressive in our world as it is, as Mass Effect Let alone is. having sex with a blue person. Yeah. And then you want to talk about transgender like it's a thing that people 200 years in the future haven't learned to fucking come to terms with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've probably got fucking surgical programs. You just press a button and it chops your knob off. Fuck, I hope not. Imagine if you press the wrong button. <laughs> and which one's bidet? Oh, no! <laughs> anyway, we're going real dark now. Yeah, so that's um, Mass Effect. I enjoy it. Um, don't read too much into people's whinging and complaining because it comes across a lot as bandwagon kind of behavior where everyone sort of just jumps on the easy target. Yeah. Same thing happened with like Call of Duty Infinite Warfare which looked okay, but people were like, fuck this space shit. Yeah, exactly. And it just got panned and no one fucking liked it. That's right. When, in reality, it probably wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, it happens a bad. lot. It, happens yeah, a it lot was another games. Call of Duty game. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was what I disliked about it. Mm. Um, but anyway, we need to wrap this up now. We've been uh, conversating for some time, mm. so we should do that. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Yeah. Enjoyed my rant. If you disagree... Email us and I'll fucking tell you directly. Fuck you, would you, baby? <laughs> or if you want to make some interesting points that are very valid, yeah. still email us um, at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. There you go. Um, I just want to give one quick shout out um, to a friend of ours, friend of the show, um, have started their own podcast now, and um, that's Game Train. Just released episode three just recently. Uh, it's worth a listen to. They're, they're good guys. They have some fun. They have some good points on the, the games they're playing as well. So if you're into podcasting, which if you're listening to this, you're probably just weird. But if you do like podcasting and you want to give it a go, uh, it's more entertainment for y'all. So give it a go. Get amongst it. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of this show. We will be back hopefully kind of soonish with episode 110 and you will hear us then bye catch you later